Welcome to And the Award Goes To, a weekly podcast where we see the newest films that hit theaters, giving our thoughts, impressions, and finally, an award to a particular thing in the movie. My name is JT Atkins, and with me is... Rocky Rudoy. Rocky, what did we see last week? Last week. Yeah, last week. <laughs> Molly's Game. We Molly's saw Molly's Game. game. What, mm-hmm. is, uh, what, what is Molly's Game... Um, who, who directed it? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Who directed? What is it? Who is it? All that. All that uh, Aaron yeah. Sorkin's directorial debut. Writer Aaron yeah. Sorkin. Writer Aaron Sorkin. What other stuff has he written? He's written The Social, Social Network. Network. Um, He's, other stuff. He, I, I think most of his other stuff has been in TV stuff. Uh, Moneyball. He did Moneyball. Charlie Ball. Wilson's War. Um, Few Good Men. Oh, okay. American yeah. President. And uh, Steve Jobs. He was also a writer on did Steve it? Jobs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know he's also uh, a big, I think he was a showrunner for a little bit for the show on NBC. I think it was NBC West Wing. Mm. Uh, he worked a lot on that. He worked a lot on a show for HBO called The Newsroom. Okay. And that's all I got for TV, I think. He, he's uh, he's he's my favorite screenwriter. So okay. I really right like on. the way he writes. Social Network is one of my favorite movies ever, mm-hmm. simply because of how, not only because of how he writes it, but with David Fincher doing the directing and then uh trent reznor doing the soundtrack is mm. like was the trifecta, trifecta, format. Was trifecta. <laughs> but, uh, yeah it was incredible but yeah so aaron sorkin this is his directorial debut mm-hmm. he's usually the writer of stuff and mm-hmm. he did write this based on a book or something i think yes yeah, based on a true life story of uh molly bloom yeah based on molly bloom uh, um so he wrote queen. it yeah the poker queen mm-hmm. uh he wrote it this was his directorial debut and so who was in it uh jessica chastain mm-hmm. idris elba um kevin costner oh yeah kevin costner is in it. yeah <laughs> uh michael Sarah. yeah michael Sarah's in it he's in there <laughs> he's a piece of shit <laughs> he is he is a piece of shit i think everybody's kind of a piece of shit in this movie except yeah, but for him he's just got like the really thin porn mustache yeah he does it doesn't look good on him he does he's he's had that for a bit now has he yeah oh okay i, uh, I just i guess i haven't seen him in a while yeah last what's the last thing i've seen him in this is the end I didn't like that then. Was that uh, after Scott Pilgrim? Uh, yeah, this is the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Was they he in? Like... This is the end? Yeah. Okay. He's killed, like, spoilers, I guess, at the yeah. beginning. Oh, okay. Like, he's looking for a cell phone. He's, like, super intoxicated. And oh, the uh, pole like, hells outside. him. Yeah, yeah, he goes outside. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't stand that movie. Really? <laughs> oh, man, I love that <laughs> yeah, movie. It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael Sarah though. Who, who else is? It's Idris Elba. Did we already see him? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's roughly about it, then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what'd you think? Uh, I was fine. Yeah. It, it was, was fine. It was pretty uh, <laughs> it's pretty lackluster directorial debut for, yeah. uh, for uh, Aaron Sorkin. It wasn't, it wasn't great. I had yeah. higher hopes for it. I thought it was okay. Like, yeah. It was, there wasn't anything I thought too bad. Like, he, it just didn't feel like Aaron Sorkin took any chances with the directing. It was very cookie-cutter, like, almost film school kind of, like, Mm-hmm. this is what i knew how to do so there was and there was like certain parts that were actually really weird like i think like because aaron sorkin writes really quickly mm-hmm. and so i thought for i think for some reason he felt since he was doing a lot of quick exposition he had to do like quick cuts yeah and so there was parts in the movie where they like something would be explained very quickly and then it was like quick cuts of something and it was like oh yeah why are you like no you don't have to do this like, oh I'll, I'll get to that in the review you don't, you don't oh have no to, you... I, I definitely have something to say about that <laughs> okay okay because there was like was parts not a of fan it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. was I. there was a i definitely like the over exposition that's what mm-hmm. i like about aaron sorkin i did not like however that he had he was doing the quick editing to get mm-hmm. with it it just felt a little off but i mean yeah we'll get to that in the review um 
first up though was that all we had for the movie yeah the info yeah. okay so uh news what you got extra extra read all about it me and that playboy in trouble again extra 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 read all about it um my first thing just because uh small but uh because the original one is one of my favorite comedies of all time it's like one of my feel-good movies is uh there's a sequel to black dynamite in the works really yes what is that black dynamite was yeah, a uh movie that was spoofing 1970s exploitation starring michael jai white okay um and they made a cartoon of it also in adult swim oh um, yeah i think that's why it's familiar then okay. yeah yeah um i haven't seen it but so they're trying to decide what they're wanting to do. i guess michael jai white this week put a tweet out that was like you know basically saying we're working on yeah black dynamite it was like a little like teaser image and like hmm. a couple like uh, little hashtags and stuff. Okay. Um, and I guess that Jai White stated in an interview a few years back that he the first one was supposed to be part of a trilogy. And at that time, he said, what Byron means, and I always intended, is we always thought from the beginning of a trilogy, Black Dynamite being one of a trilogy that would occur in that time period that starred essentially the same cast. We have some really funny ideas of other movies that are in the real vibrant time period. We're trying to decide would be the next step to do it. And we're trying to decide which would be the next step to do in that trilogy. Um, he also added that his ideas were centered around a Western across between blazing saddles and the 72 adventure buck and preacher. If the garb and literal dynamite in that teaser, are any indication, they may have gone in that direction for whatever this follow up ends up being. So he put a little teaser on his Twitter and, okay. uh, they're trying it may look like it probably be a western so interesting yeah yeah and like i've never seen I've, i know this is like hearsay but i've never seen blazing saddles oh, i love blazing saddles so <laughs> i've good. seen like parts of it and it looks really funny yeah like, i love gene wilder but yeah uh, interesting okay yeah blazing yeah. saddles is the classic so if it's trying to go like that route that'd yeah. be great but the original one is is so funny huh. and uh especially since they try to make it look like a 70s black exploitation yeah, film yeah. they try to like make it look grainy and there's like they make fun of things so like a michael drop down like hit him like being his afro oh, right. and stuff <laughs> and they'll be like looking at it as he's talking and they'll like raise it back up that's pretty funny yeah black dynamite's an amazing film huh. I, yeah. i've never heard of that yeah okay i'll have to check that out when was it when did it come out 2010 2009 oh, something okay. like that yeah but it was like a callback kind of yeah yeah okay. yeah gotcha interesting okay black dynamite um shit i had my fucking thing open where to go hang on where's that oh uh so deadpool 2 the release date got moved up did you see that yeah that's yeah. a rare thing in hollywood usually things get pushed back but a few things got moved around with that did, did they yeah new mutants got pushed back a year oh okay and then i think deadpool 2 took new mutant spot because I, I think it new... came up a month to t- fill its space yes because it's releasing like closer to avengers now which is an interesting choice. <laughs> May is going to be interesting because I don't know what's going to happen. I think it may be too packed, but um, Avengers, Deadpool two, and um, wasn't that Ant-Man? Solo all come oh, out? Oh, Solo, fuck! All come out of May. Holy shit! And it looks like they're like <laughs> I. It's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm about to say I think that the blood is in the water. Even though Disney kind of owns the stuff, is that people are like well nothing's come out about solo yet and you know yeah. all these like behind the scenes so we've only got like four more months until that like yeah four or five yeah so they're starting to surround the wagons with it you know they're Jeez. trying they're like they're like okay well 
the the, the Russian is cut, so let's <laughs> fucking you know go in. Um, huh. Okay. Because Solo is is like now a lot's coming out. People yeah. are saying that the trailer's gonna be at the Super Bowl. It's gotta happen soon because it's would, a few months off. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm kind of okay with not seeing the trailer yet. Like this is awesome. Like it's not a fucking year's worth of buildup or something. So. But they did release that poster and it got laughed off the internet. Was there a poster? Yeah, I they released. They released. Uh, I think Lucasfilms did it on their Twitter. They oh, put okay. a, the poster up. Yeah. And everybody's like, look "That like? looks fucking terrible." Really? Yeah, I, I, I could probably find it. I did. I did not know about it. What? Yeah. Um. Let me see. Yeah, I got to see this now. This is interesting. Solo, a Star Wars. I also grab one of these fucking pillows real quick. Dory. Poster. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a landscape shot, like a. Yeah. It's like a long shot poster. Uh-huh. A, um uh, port, or landscape yeah picture. yeah not, not and people landscape. were um people weren't aren't fans of it people i guess people weren't happy and it got removed <laughs> yeah that does look kind of bad <laughs> it was like what you photoshopped that? yeah no, that looks super fucking fake <laughs> that's the official poster and everybody kind of laughed it off yeah <laughs> let's not use that <laughs> okay i had not heard about that wow yeah. that does not look good either <laughs> yeah so people oh, are man. um people are gonna be pissed every time they try to release something people are like shut the fuck up <laughs> fuck you <laughs> like they're just mad about it well i know a lot of i mean star wars fans in general they're either fucking up in arms or sucking dick or something so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like what's what's like uh, i mean i don't think a fan base should be so divided because it's what it's like people so want like yeah. you gotta you know whether you like the movie or not i mean you should respect the opinions of other people for as far as last jedi yeah, goes yeah, like yeah. if you liked or you didn't yeah then you still need to respect people because you're part of the same fan base yeah you know yeah. but like solo it's like everybody's just like talking shit at this point it does seem like that yeah, yeah. yeah it seems like a lot more people are like it's more unanimous yeah of the uh of the disapproval of yeah the, definitely of this movie. but i mean i just don't think we've seen enough of it all we've seen when is we see like, the trailer i think that'll clear up some exactly things. Yeah. like i still have high hopes for it because it is star wars i don't really enjoy the fact that they're just going back and like using all these side story advantages to just tell stories about characters we already fucking know. Right. Like, I wish there would be other stuff. I enjoyed Rogue One because Rogue One was, like, a little gap gap feeler. And, like, it didn't... It wasn't about, like, Obi-Wan or, like, Princess Leia or whatever. Like, there was, like, some... uh, There was some, like, Easter eggs and stuff in there. But overall, it was a story about these characters doing this. And we already knew how the outcome was, but still it was an interesting ride to go along with. Instead of being like, this is a movie about Han Solo. It's like, we already fucking have six other right. movies with Han Solo, or five, or whatever it was. Like, yeah. Four, I four. guess. But yeah. yeah, we don't need any more. I mean, if you include the Christmas special, I guess five. But, but then uh, you have all the, yeah. <laughs> the movie where you see Harrison Ford, like, give up. <laughs> well, He's like, oh, so this is Star Wars now? Oh, okay. Yeah. There's literally a shot. Yeah. <laughs> in, in that, in that uh, Christmas special, oh, kids. Man, you can go so watch it. good. When Carrie Fisher starts singing, watch Harrison Ford's yep. face. <laughs> Focus on his face. He's like, it's like, oh, fuck. He's like, oh, okay. Who, what have who, I done? Who, who told her she could sing? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> she, it wasn't in the script, really. She just did a bunch of coke. <laughs> she was, she, she just, just kind of singing. commandeered everything. George was like, I don't care. Just let it go. She's counting his money. Mm, yeah, whatever. He's like, whatever. Yep. Let's go. Um, but all that aside, yeah, Deadpool got moved up. So cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, uh, I'm I mean, just May. May's just interesting. I'd rather get all these comic book movies out of the way. Yeah. Three of them out of the, well, I guess ten aren't coming out this year anymore. I guess now it's eight because someone got pushed back. Jesus but Christ. coming out this year, get three of them out of the way. Yeah. 
And, that's, and that's officially, isn't it, like the beginning of the summer blockbuster trend? Yeah, like in May, May. May is technically now. It's in June. Last yeah. year, that's when Guardians came out, right? Guardians, Guardians came out. And then Spider-Man was in, like, June. Yeah. Wonder Woman was in, like, July. All the way around. Or... Wonder Woman was June, and Spider-Man was in July. That's right, because we had yeah. an episode about mm-hmm. Spider-Man. We didn't have an episode about Yeah, Spider-Man was our first episode. That's right. That's yeah. right. Good, good times. Good news. Yeah, good times. <laughs> um, so that's all I had. What do you got? Um... Did you have the Cloverfield news that came out today? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'll, leave, I'll give you that one. Um, oh, I've got that. Oh, I've got that. Um, okay. I don't know if you saw since it happened like oh earlier my today. God. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's something today? Yeah. Are, are you, you're talking about the title change. No. It, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Go say your news first. And if it's the same one, then, then I won't okay. say it. Okay. I'll start with the Cloverfield yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck? Did, oh, okay. This is an Amazon deal. I thought I had a delivery. Oh. I was like, wait a minute. I didn't order anything. Um. <laughs> So Cloverfield, uh-huh. as everyone knows, I'm a big Cloverfield fan. Yeah. I talked about it like maybe 10 episodes or something mm-hmm. ago um, about a hint towards the Cloverfield ARG starting up, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to go into as much detail this time for everyone. Go back and listen to the Cloverfield. I don't know. Whatever There's, it was. There's There's some episode. Yeah, listen to all the you'll episodes. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll find it eventually. Yeah. No, go Google it or something. I don't know. But basically an ARG is an alternate reality game. Bad Robot Productions is in charge. J.J. Abrams' house is in charge of all these Cloverfield movies. Cloverfield movies have a tendency to start up alternate reality games before the movies come out, mm-hmm. and it's a fun way to discover like character traits, or not really character traits, but like backstory of the characters and plot details and like all this kind of stuff. The movies aren't necessarily tied together through the movies; it's an anthology series, but the movies are tied together through an alternate reality game. And a lot of people had a theory that each movie takes place in an alternate universe, mm-hmm. and they're tied together by this like one company called Tagruato, which like fucks up a lot of shit and like just keeps fucking up stuff in other realities and right. so like that keeps messing with things in the movies um so the arg the the arg for the third cloverfield movie was officially started last week mm-hmm. it started uh i follow the red for those of you interested on reddit you can go to the subreddit called cloververse cloverfield universe so cloververse uh you can go there and follow like they have mega threads about it and stuff but basically Last Thursday, I believe, was the 18th, and that was the 10-year anniversary of the first Cloverfield movie. And people were expecting something, as was I, on the Reddit, and turns out something happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was the ARG officially started with an update to the main website for the company, Tagruato. And uh, they updated it, and they were talking about like this new energy source that was found, and Tagruato is like, working on it to... like it'll change the way energy works like in the world and everything. And then on a separate website, someone hacked into it and found out there was a video clip with like some weird audio and they slowed it down and everything. And you can see a person's face in it and they're yelling and like talking about how you can't trust Tagruato <laughs> and like, all, so like it's already started up and now it's like people are delving into anything and like hacking into all the websites. Cause there's all kinds of stuff. There's like, there's slusho, there's Tagruato, there's Bold Futura, like all these fictional companies mm-hmm. and websites that have to do with like the Cloverfield universe. Right. And they're all like tied together. And they, Tagruato is the big bad one. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so it's just all like the game is officially started. And right. it's, it's really, it's really fun. I really get into it. I'm not I'm trying, I'm going to try not to rant about it every week when I found that, find out <laughs> a new piece. But so far, that, that was my news. Oh, okay. The Cloverfield movie. Uh, the game for it has officially started. They, so they, if anyone's uh, interested, they can go to Cloververse on Reddit and then check it out. They um, decoded they, like that one message I gave the date also, right? The release date? Yeah, well, the re- release was date... Was that like the first part of the game? The release date was officially already kind of released. Oh, okay. But there is like, there's a weird thing because it comes out on April 
18th or like 20th or something. Mm. Um, and there's a reference to it on uh, the Tagruato website where mm-hmm. they're talking about like they have to work on this renewable energy resource. And they're saying the renewable energy resource will be done in 2028 on the release date of the movie. So 10 years after the movie. Okay. So there's just like theory going around where it's like, is the movie going to take place in 2028? And mm-hmm. there's going to be like some weird time stuff going on and like, like what's happening. Cause the original right. movie is based on something called like God particle, mm-hmm. which is, uh, the original movie was called God particle originally before it became a Cloverfield movie. And it was about these, like this team of scientists that were like up in space and they made a discovery like where something weird happened and the fucking they were like right up right upside like outside of earth and like earth disappeared okay and so they were like stuck in space mm-hmm. um that was that's what the original movie was based uh was supposed to be about it got changed into a cloverfield movie and so there's no telling what it's going to be now sure but so, so i mean what do you know about well the there's main, two main bits then? that came out one uh it's now it was originally called, called god, god particle. particle now yeah. it's rumored that's called cloverfield station yes um, but the thing that came out today is that the next Cloverfield movie could be headed for Netflix instead of that getting too. a wide release. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which I, won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess that Deadline's, uh, Deadline reported that Netflix may be negotiating to acquire nearly all rights, in quotes, to God Particle mm-hmm. with the intention of releasing it on their streaming service even sooner than Paramount planned to have it in theaters. Yeah. Deadline emphasizes that this isn't confirmed yet. They're categorizing it as a strong rumor that's building steam. They also point out that this wouldn't be the first time Netflix and Paramount have partnered up. The two recently struck a deal that'll have Paramount's Annihilation available to stream just 17 days after its theatrical release. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's looking like Amazon or Amazon uh, Netflix may pick up the rights for the next. I would like, it'd be interesting if that happens. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're going to yeah. do that with that or not. So the, t- the couple of things that you did mention, I roughly knew about because there's on Cloververse, there's people talking on Reddit about it. Mm-hmm. And then they also have a, uh, a discord chat mm-hmm. where people are like live chatting with each other and stuff. The Cloverfield station or Clover station uh, is what I heard. Um, that piece of news I'm a little skeptical about because I was actually in the chat when someone mentioned it. And someone mentioned like people were just theorizing names. They were like, oh, what would Cloverfield 3 be called? Like this or that. And someone said Clover station. And then someone was like, ooh, I really like that. And then after that, like literally a couple hours after that, someone changed it on the fan Wikipedia to like that's what Cloverfield 3 was going to be called. Mm. So it seems like a lot of this news is coming from just someone who came up with something. Right. I don't so I don't know how real it actually is. I would mm-hmm. love it if it was called Clover Station. I know they're trying to keep like the Cloverfield feeling and even name kind of in it. The first one's called Cloverfield, the second one's called 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. The third one would be awesome if it was called Clover Station or something mm-hmm. or Cloverfield Station. I just don't know how accurate that is because I remember it was on like Saturday or something when I was in the chat and I saw someone mention it. Right. They just came up with it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. And then like a couple hours later, you know how fan wikis are. Like there's a Wikipedia for everything. Yeah, right. And so it seems like someone just went in there and edited it because they heard that. And right, right. If it was it, though, that'd be a really fucking good name. Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. There's Cloverfield movies are like a weird thing in and of themselves because they're just so like there's so much stuff that goes into them like in pre-production with like all the shit like with the ARG that happens and everything right, it's right. just really hard to know like what's real about the news and what isn't and what's part of the they call it in game like what's in game with the ARG and what's like fake or what's 
people like coming up with shit. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to uh, kind of follow. But when official stuff happens, it's pretty like the website being updated with the video file that someone hacked into and found out like they were trying to decipher what he said. Like that's real. That's in game. So it's really fun when that stuff happens. It's just a lot of people try to uh, it's called game jacking. Like a lot of people try to jump into the game and come mm-hmm. up with bullshit. And that just, like, ruins it for everyone because everyone's, like, believing everything. <laughs> They're like, right. oh, that's about chlorophyll? And it's just someone coming up with something, so. Gotcha. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? So, like, it's all speculative until we see a trailer and or an yeah. actual, actual movie. Yeah, but, probably uh, wait till last second like they did with the last one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 10 Chlorophyll Lane didn't get a trailer until, like, a month before the movie yeah. came out. So. Nobody even knew about it. And I'm completely okay with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I love shit like that. But, uh, yeah, Chlorophyll, so. Yeah. That'll be fun. I'm yes. super excited for that. Um, John Cena could be Duke Nukem. <laughs> That's the next piece of news. John Cena could be playing Duke I just, Nukem. I just heard about that last Yeah, night. in a new Duke Nukem film that doesn't have a writer or director connected to it. They're just like, hey, John Cena, why he not? Like he could be Duke Nukem. Just put yeah. some sunglasses on him. And... He's dumb enough. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do you like the Duke Nukem games? I love the Duke Nukem really? games. Yeah. I never get into them. I love those original Duke Nukem games. I was a huge fan. Oh, you don't like the ps3 one or whatever no like re- yeah no one does. no nobody does <laughs> can't you remember back when it was coming out me and bobby were really excited for it oh yeah that's right robert i think still actually enjoyed the game like he yeah. thought it was okay they had that inception reference in it remember he was showing us the inception reference there's part where you can go and you look at the table and the top is spinning oh, on the table yeah stuff i just remember the part where it's like you're playing the game as him playing the game and then, like, you're getting a blowjob in a jacuzzi or some shit. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, they want to, the, the hook apparently is they want to make the first politically incorrect action hero, which Duke Nukem is in the video games already. They have a writer or a director connected, so I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you looking forward to that? Not really. No? Nah. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, no video game movie's good, so. Yeah. That's that's kind of true. I mean, I do like the first Resident Evil though. It just has nothing to do really with the video the game. game. Yeah, there's yeah. barely any zombies in it. In the first one, yeah, there's plenty of zombies in the first one. The whole Is fucking there? place gets taken over. Yeah, I remember. I've seen that movie on like ten years, twenty. The first 15 one is. Years. I I prefer the first one to the other movies for the same reason that I prefer the original game to the other games, mm-hmm. where it's like the first one is more. It's not that scary, but it's still like the horror movie of the series. Mm-hmm. Like the old games were actual survival horror movies instead of Resident Evil Four, where you get Leon just like high kicking people in the head and stuff. Like it's still really fun, but yeah. like Resident Evil Four is officially when it became an action game mm-hmm. instead of a survival horror game. And then they brought it back to its roots with Seven, which I haven't played, but I played the demo of it. It was fucking terrifying, but uh, that's because <laughs> they put it in first person. So I mean, anything's terrifying. Is it Biohazard? Is Seven Biohazard? Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, I think they call it like bio someone like, went over those rednecks are after you yeah, yeah okay it's like yeah. it's in the cabin or whatever yeah. and mm-hmm. i mean it, it the game's originally called biohazard anyways yeah japan. yeah the original resident yeah. evil in japan in japan all the resident yeah. evil games are called biohazard yeah and then in america they're called resident evil mm-hmm. um but i think seven even over here they were calling it like resident evil seven biohazard yeah right so yeah I, don't, I never got the chance to play it but i've heard it was really i just I heard it was super short. You can beat it in like 10 hours. And I'm like, I'm not paying full price for that. So yeah, I've been looking for it to drop down to like 20. And if it ever does, I'll buy it. But I'm, I'm not paying full price for something that can beat in like one weekend. So, right. But yeah, Resident Evil. Why, why are we talking about that? Because of video game movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
What about the Prince of Persia? You didn't like that with Jake Gyllenhaal? I didn't watch it. Neither. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I'm not a big I, Jake Gyllenhaal guy. I do know, uh, so video games based on movies usually aren't that good either, except for Wolverine. That game was incredible. Yeah, the, the mature rated one? <laughs> yeah, because it was like God yeah. of War, but with Wolverine. Yeah, it was, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. That was Spider-Man the, 2. Spider-Man 2 was amazing too, but yeah. both the movie and video game are awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, some of the best films. I like the Matrix video game, Enter the Matrix. I did not like that. You didn't like I that? liked Path of Neo. Path of Neo was fun too, yeah. but I liked Enter the Matrix because it was a side story. Yeah. So like, it was one of the like how they had all the additional scenes. Yeah, they shot. it like filled in the gaps of like some of the stuff in the movie where mm-hmm. you're like, wait a minute, what? And then you play the game, and you're like, oh shit, like uh, Niobe and Ghost. Ghost. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the shit on the side and everything. I liked it. Uh, Danny McBride <laughs> released a Crocodile Dundee trailer. Was it a trailer? I yeah, saw some news about it's like it. a thirty. Like a okay, so it's a thirty-second teaser. People are. Is it real? That's what people are discussing I right know. now. Um, people don't know if it's real or not. Yeah. Um, he's supposed to, supposedly playing Brian Dundee, which is the son of Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> and it's was, a thirty-second trailer. <laughs> what was his real name? What was his name in the movie Crocodile Dundee? What was his first name? Mick. Mick. Oh, yeah, yeah Mick Dundee. Yeah. That's right. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, and he has a son in the third film, but his name is Michael. Okay, I didn't yeah. watch the third movie. I like um, the first two. Yeah. Um, but people don't know if this is actually real or not. Yeah. Because it just, like, shows them. It's like one, like, you know, it's like standard trailer. It's a guy standing on a uh, ledge, and it's like, one hero returns, and blah, 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 <laughs> and it goes to him, and it finally pans around, and it's... Dan McBride. He's just like, what's up, losers? It's me, Dan McBride. Derp a derp. And, um, yeah, just being Dan McBride. Yeah, and then it shows him like, playing with the knife. He's like, you call that a knife? This is a knife. And like oh swinging God. around, and it's like coming <laughs> this summer and whatever. So people, you know, there's different ideas of what it may or may not be. Some yeah. people think it's a fake trailer. Some people think that it's a promotional. It's a pre-promotional, uh, pre-promotion for a uh, an advertisement that's going to happen at the Super Bowl or something like that. Oh, People okay. think it's going to connect into a Super Bowl commercial yeah. or something like that. That's going to be like an advertisement for a beer or like. When is the Super Bowl? Uh, next weekend, I think. Next weekend? Not this weekend, but the following weekend. Should oh, be okay. February, like February like 5th. Or something? Yeah, 4th. Oh, okay. It's yeah. like that first February gotcha. uh, weekend. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, that was released. Um, <laughs> Real quick, deciding it on that. How did the Jaguars make it that far? We're not a sports podcast at all, but what the fuck? Hey, they had they had a good defense. <laughs> How did the Jacksonville Jaguars almost make it to the Super They Bowl? almost did. That's, that's fucking mind It's been years. <laughs> oh, my God. The closest they ever got to the Super Bowl was when the Super Bowl was just held in Jacksonville back in 2005. <laughs> five, that was yeah. the closest they ever It's got. funny, in 2005, I think, 2005 was the year, though. Yeah. And I don't know if it was the one in Jacksonville or if it was the year before that when Jacksonville had it, but it was the last time the Eagles and Patriots played at oh, each really? other at the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I don't follow any of that. But it's I'm a conspiracy. Saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it must be. Fuck yeah. sports. <laughs> Fuck Tom Brady. You're right. We aren't a sports podcast. <laughs> Tom Brady's on one of those teams, right? Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that his name? The deflate gate? The, when the fucking football deflate is gate is, is Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, but no, anyways, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. You got any news? Um, anything else? Yeah, we'll like, I got two two I, other I little bits. I think I got some else. I'll do them quick. We'll wrap it up real quick. Uh, I already did Deadpool. Oh. <sighs> There's a glimmer of hope at the end of the dark tunnel that is the Walking Dead TV show. <laughs> That's getting canceled? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
The Walking Dead, the showrunner might be changing. Okay. So, like, Scott Gimple, after he's ran it from, like, season three and just ran it into the ground. ground. Yeah, a little He's done little. amazing with season four and season five. Mm-hmm. But he has run it into the ground since. Uh, but on season nine, which will be uh, this year, so this fall, because season eight will wrap up in about April or something, then season nine will come over. I heard people are not October. fans of this it past is, season. Like, no one, like, it's, it, I... I knew it would take a lot to make me not like the show, and it's finally there, where I just don't like the show now. Like, there's nothing redeeming about it. Right. I'm just like, except for the makeup. The makeup, Greg Nicotero is still on point with that shit. Sure. But, uh, yeah. That, that show, shouldn't change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That should be, that should stay consistent. If anything, it's gotten better yeah, and better over right. the years. The show has just become a fucking parody of itself, and it's, they can't, like, they need, they need fresh eyes, they need a fresh voice, and I think that'll finally happen with the showrunner change. The showrunner it's going to change from Scott Gimple to uh Angela King. Okay. And she I think is like one of the writers or producers already on the show. Mm. So it's good because she's already involved with the show, but she's coming from like a different perspective. So I'm really interested interested to see someone finally come in and like just get a fresh voice in here. Scott Gimple's been doing it for like five fucking years and it feels like he's said all he has to say and he doesn't have any good ideas anymore. They still do, like... It sucks because they do interesting stuff sometimes. It's just, I don't think... Like, I don't know what's going on with it. Like, they can't execute anything very well. And so I'm hoping the show will come back and have some really good shit with the showrunner change. But yeah, that was all my Walking Dead news <laughs> right there. So it still sucks, but maybe not for long. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? And then the Flashpoint thing, we are... Well, we didn't talk about that on the air. Flash, uh the flash mm-hmm. got the right uh, two of the writers from spider-man homecoming yeah to are they writing it or directing it they're directing it oh, okay they directed vacation they directed and wrote right. vacation the vacation that. reboot right. which looks like garbage it wasn't uh, very good did you actually watch it no i just saw the reviews apparently it was pretty bad huh oh and then uh i had uh fx is getting more and more optimistic about a uh, Why the Last Man TV show. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Um, I'm not going to read the whole fucking thing because it looked like it was like four, three or four pages of it. <laughs> uh, but they're like, yeah, we're hoping it'll happen soon. We got a script and we like it, but it's not happening yet. And that was it. <laughs> That's like all the news ever is about that. That's my favorite comic book ever, so I hope they fucking... Why is great. Why is fucking amazing. Yeah, I love Brian K. Vaughn. He's like mm-hmm. my favorite comic book writer. Mm-hmm. But uh, and he was involved with Lost, so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, for I second season. It was like yeah, second season on, either yeah. second or third. There's actually a clip in one of the Lost episodes where uh, uh, Hurley is reading the Why the Last Man graphic novel. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Brian came on threw it in there, but um, nice. yeah. Hopefully we get Why the Last Man. Uh, the only be incredible. Last two ones I got is that uh, Steven Spielberg's next looks like Indiana Jones five, and maybe West Side Story. <gasps> Are they gonna get Shia LaBeouf to they come back? They will not. They will not. Uh, not much. Not many details have come up except Harrison Ford is returning. Um, okay. And also, there better be a fucking passing of the torch. That dude is old. Yeah. Let him. Just, let him I, I, just, they should just. I mean, I, I was. I was always a person that said they should just do a um, cast a different Indiana Jones, like James Bond. Yeah. Because Indiana Jones is like the American James Bond in some ways, like yeah, yeah. you know, or, or equivalent. Um, I know the most obvious to go for recasting would be Chris Pratt. Would you be a fan of that? Chris no. Pratt being really, I, th- I think he's too, think he's too, he's too, um, not goofy, but too yeah. like jokey. 
for Indiana Jones. I, I think I, that, I think that uh, maybe like a Bradley Cooper or something like that would be better. Yeah. Um, you got to look for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, like Chris Pratt, like everybody says Chris Pratt, but I don't know. I think he's just too like comic reliefy for the part. Like like I, he's yeah. like kind of doing like the Harrison Ford type thing type roles now with like Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah, stuff like right. that, but. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't see him as Indiana Jones. Um, I, yeah, I'm not too familiar with the Indiana Jones stuff, but yeah. I, I think he like looked good, right? But yeah, he, he can be very, uh, yeah, like too quippy and stuff. Yeah, it needs to be a passing of the torch. It needs to either be bring on a new adventurer, just bring back Shia LaBeouf. Don't man. bring Shia LaBeouf. Bring bring back Short Round. Have Short Round. <laughs> there you go. Have it be fucking homeboy from Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Yuen. Uh, yeah, Stephen Yuen. Yeah. Have it be him. <laughs> You know, he's he, actually called Short Round at one point. And yeah, then, and there you go. Fucking Daryl Dixon calls him Short Round. He would, because he's a racist. <laughs> so fucking good. Um, and uh, uh, you know, have them like meet back up. Have yeah. Don't have Indy adventuring about anymore. Yeah. Have him like his dad, just be a professor. Yeah. And yeah. they kind of have to the connect. Last movie. Yeah, this third a, movie, the Last yeah, Crusade. Yeah, this is yeah, the Last Tom Crusade. Henry. And, you know, of course, he has problems because, like, hey, you took me as a kid, put me in really dangerous situations, <laughs> and you're a real fucking asshole. Oh, so we're just going to get, this is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 again. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> and then have them kind of, you know, connect, and then the next two can be short no, round yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Have him be, be cool. next to Indiana Jones or something like that. Yeah. You know, something like that. Or um, that or just fucking have, have here's some Ford bookended. Like, have yeah. him, like find an artifact or something brings him an artifact and then him thinking back to an earlier adventure and then having a young guy play indiana jones and then he gets abducted by aliens yeah then he gets abducted by aliens and 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 an aztec pyramid that's actually a ufo (laughs) and shia buff's fucking swinging on vines of monkeys that'd be great (laughs) that was the first indiana jones movie i ever saw oh man (laughs) i I walked out of that like why do people like these movies? <laughs> people like... <laughs> what's the hype behind Indiana Jones? Yeah, no, that's oh, that's one of the worst ones you could watch first. Um, I wouldn't saw it with Megan. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, the only other thing I have is that um, Leonardo DiCaprio was officially cast in uh, Tarantino's new movie. Um, yeah. In his... Uh, what's it called? Number nine right now is still the t- uh, yeah. working title. He's um, not playing Charles Manson. No, he's right? not. Um, it but, sounds like Charles Manson like almost isn't going to even be in the Yeah, movie. he's going to be a very small part of the film. Yeah. Um, but his information did, uh, details did come up about his character. And what Mike Fleming at Deadline says, he says, uh, what he plays more specifically is an actor who had his own Western show, Bounty Law, that ran on the air from 1958 to 1963. His attempt to transition to movies didn't work out, and in 1969, the film is set at the height of hippie Hollywood movement. He's guesting on other people's shows while contemplating going to Italy, which has become a hotbed for low-budget Westerns, spaghetti Westerns. The movie, a Pulp Fiction-esque tapestry of Los Angeles during the summer of the Manson murders, will now get busy with casting. So uh, people are saying that we're not gonna get this until like 2019 or 2020 then. Aren't 2019, we? Yeah. August 2019. Oh, okay. Um, they're saying that his character could be loosely based off of Clint Eastwood, hmm. who was in uh, Rawhide, gotcha. and then he wasn't having any luck being in big movies until he went over to Europe and was in Fistful of Dollars and the Spaghetti Westerns over there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Charles Bronson also did the same thing, so oh. um, it could be a reference to them. Gotcha. Um. 
And yeah, so I, I think it's interesting. He's also putting his little Western, his love of Westerns into the film with yeah. the character. It's like, oh, it wasn't a Western show, but now I'm going over and nice. uh, trying to be in these spaghetti Westerns, gotcha. which, of course, Tarantino's a huge fan of. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Cool. I like this Pulp Fiction also be different storylines kind of like connecting yeah, to each very other. Yeah, non-linear, yeah. like following multiple characters mm-hmm. and stuff. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yep, um, that's, that's all the news I got. That's all the news I got. All right, now we'll move on to our review of molly's game molly's game i'm molly bloom do you know about me i read your indictment after i got your call last night and i bought your book do you understand that you are charged with operating an illegal gambling business are you taking me on as a client i don't think i can convince my partners to take a flyer on the poker princess if you think a princess can do what i did you're incorrect I'm getting that you don't think much of me, but what if every single one of your ill-informed, unsophisticated opinions about me were wrong? I'd be amazed. Um, spoilers and then non-spoilers. Yep. No, okay. not spoilers and spoilers. Non-spoilers. I always say it that. Yeah. Way. I'm always like spoilers and non-spoilers. Gotcha. Yeah. Let's spoil it for him first and then not spoil it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so what'd you think? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Um, I, this movie's getting a lot of hype. People were like. Jessica Chastain got snubbed for an Oscar nomination. I'm like, she was, she was good in it. She I didn't think she was a, fucking hard out. Yeah, she tries. I, I didn't <laughs> think she was amazing in it though. Um, and it's funny because I just saw the. We went and saw this movie, and mm-hmm. right before this movie, I actually noticed they had Sloan on uh, Amazon Video, which is another movie led by her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, it's not written by Aaron Sorkin. It has nothing to do with Aaron Sorkin, but it's very like expositional, kind of mm-hmm. like that. And it seems like she's just like, she is trying so fucking hard to yeah. win a fucking Oscar, yeah. both in that movie and in Molly's Game. Yeah, she's like got moments where she's delivering monologues, and I think she's a decent enough actress. She's just not. I don't think she's good enough to carry a movie by herself, and she's nowhere near good enough to like at least with the material that she's been given to even be nominated for an Oscar yeah. or anything. Like, there's yeah. nothing. Like I, th- I liked Sloan. Sloan was pretty cool. Pretty cool. It had an interesting story where it followed like lobby stuff and uh, DC and everything. She was a lobbyist, mm-hmm. and uh, there's like a moment where she like gives a speech and it's just like almost cringeworthy. Where it's like, what the fuck is like? No, stop. Even though she's saying like a lot of good stuff that I agree with, it's just not delivered very well. And then in Molly's game, I never really actually cringed during the movie, but like I did a one scene. Really. Um, there was just there was just nothing like too special about it. Yeah. I liked the beginning. I liked the beginning where she was like, "Do it was the exposition that Aaron Sorkin is known for." I where, hated that. Really, I I, I loved it where she was getting into like the detail of skiing and stuff. It was too I was much. Like, I loved it. I was like, "This is awesome. This is what I want." But then it started doing the quick editing, the quick cuts oh, yeah. with it, and I was like, "No, no, well, stop." Well, but the problem was with that is that that I got that I get that he's you know about how he his writing style and everything yeah yeah he like over is over expositional he explains a lot of stuff it's a lot of exposition yeah um but it's like too much like he crammed all that in there in like the first five minutes he just blew his fucking load like right off the bat and then if you look at the rest of the movie like none of the not a lot of the rest of the a lot of the movie isn't like that like as fast yeah pace like mind working so it didn't connect itself at all like later on didn't play a part like later on where it's like she thinks really really fast and stuff i didn't i didn't see it as her like it was trying to explain her thinking fast i just thought that it was like 
just a quirk of hers that she would think very detailed. Yeah. And I definitely saw that come back in like the poker stuff where she would like set up stuff. I only did it at the beginning of it. What do you mean? Like whenever she's first getting into the poker games, when she's first like setting it up and setting up her own thing. Yeah. Then after that's done, like it kind of trails off to where she doesn't think like well, that there anymore. There was a part that it came back where she was talking about the, uh, she was talking about two of the guys. It's like one of the big dramatic parts mm-hmm. where like the one guy like always loses and the other guy is like a professional player mm-hmm. and he's like playing against them and he thinks that he's being tricked, mm-hmm. but instead the other guy is just really shitty. Yeah. And so like he like fucks up on the best. Yeah, right. And so like she's explaining that part and mm-hmm. that part like wasn't when she was learning everything. So, I, but it only happens like one, I guess, I guess once, I guess I can yeah. kind of see your point. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. Though. Well, it, it's just, there was no like, it's like when you have a comedian, right? Yeah. And he doesn't let a punchline breathe at all. He just says a joke, oh, okay. and he says another joke, then another joke, then another joke. And yeah. the audience doesn't have time. Like, they're trying to laugh. And he just keeps on going. It's like, yeah. let let the joke yeah. settle in. Let the audience fun. laugh and go to the next joke. Yeah. Instead, he's just like, oh, well, then I ski. And I wear these type of skis. They're this type of weight. If I don't go at this angle down the slope, then blah, 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 blah. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, all right, you can slow down. It's fine. <laughs> but it doesn't happen time. like throughout the whole movie. No, so no, it, but I, exactly. It doesn't. It comes back that's what every I, now and then. then. Yeah. So but then whatever what it does, it's like, okay, it's like you can slow down a little bit more. Like that happens there and it happens at um, whenever she's just starting to make the game. Like whenever she starts doing the game for what's his face. Oh, like her boss. That she's yeah. For? yeah. Uh, whenever she's like first starts getting into the world and like she's as a secretary, yeah. but she's doing the game on the side or whatever yeah. for him. Like she's she like starts doing it again. Every, everything. Yeah. Works, yeah. And it's like whenever too much information is thrown at you. It's like, I'm not retaining any of this information. <laughs> See, I do though. Like, I, yeah. I, I like how that, like how that stuff is. Del- like, I don't like it in all my stuff. Yeah. But I just like, like one of my favorite things ever, one of mm-hmm. my favorite things in movie and televisions ever is when quote unquote smart people, when the, when the people who are portrayed as being smart, when they explain stuff, mm-hmm. that's what I really like. I like when a smart person goes on a rant, even though it can be really cheesy sometimes, I don't, yeah. but I like one of my, like, I love the uh, show fringe because there's a character in there. Like they do the average thing where it's like, Hey, this is the detective right here, and this is the really smart guy that can't like convey how he thinks. And so, what do we have? We have the son in the middle who explains things so right. the audience will understand. And I love that because, like, I get that I understand how people could not like that, but I just love hearing like people explain stuff and like mm-hmm. go off on tangents and just be like trying to think of ways to like. It's almost like. It's almost like a dance where they like have to come up with something. That's why I like uh, a lot of dialogue, like in Tarantino stuff, where you have people just like jabbing stuff back and forth and everything. I like that kind of quick firing, like dialogue, like interrupting each other, and just like quick delivery of like exposition and information. I don't, I don't know why I like it, but mm-hmm. I just really like it. And so I liked that stuff going on and Aaron's like Aaron Sorkin's writing. Like it happens in the Social Network, and that's like some of my favorite parts. Where like uh, Mark Zuckerberg is doing the hacking in the original in the very first part of the movie, mm-hmm. and he's like hacking into all the like Facebooks of all the other places so he can make a uh, hotternot.com or something. Yeah, and right. He's like explaining everything like bit by bit, and like he's explaining like the different types of code that he uses and like how he gets the pictures and then what he does on the website. It's I don't know. So I felt like that carried over into this movie pretty well. There was moments that it happened. Mm-hmm. And I 
I liked when it did. I think I think it was more. I think Mark Zuckerberg is more believable though. I think maybe because of David yeah. Fincher's directing, where it's like, okay, see, I'm not a fan of like smart people explaining why they're smart. Yeah. Like I'd rather have a smart character that you know is smart because of how it replies to people. Okay. Whenever you have a character that's just like, I'm smart because, and like breaking down things, I'm like, I fucking get it. <laughs> You're smart. Move on. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd rather have somebody that's like, you don't know their intelligence level until they react to a situation accordingly. Yeah. Like when then you're like, oh, I get it. Like okay. he's clever. I don't yeah. need you to beat me over the head with it. Well, it's the, I mean, I understand your argument completely because yeah. it's a it's the <clears throat> argument in film and TV, uh, well, in stories in general, of show versus tell. Yeah, where right. you're supposed to you're supposed to show the audience stuff instead mm-hmm. of telling stuff. Which I, even though I understand as a principle of filmmaking, I don't always agree with because sometimes it is fun to just tell stuff, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can tell things in very interesting ways like the opening of Reservoir Dogs, where it's just a one-shot revolving around the table of everyone talking about, like, a virgin by Madonna. Yeah. Like, that's an awesome scene. Yeah. And that's, like, just people talking. Yeah. And you get to know all the characters, especially Mr. Pink, who doesn't fucking tip. Yeah. Like, that's shit that you get, like, in just telling stuff. Yeah. And I like that kind of shit sometimes. Like, not all the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I like it when it's done well. And I think most of Aaron Sorkin's stuff, even in this movie, there was, like, pretty solid parts where the over explanation of everything like i appreciated because because i like see i don't think reservoir dogs is tell i think that's show i think this I mean, is tell it's it's show it's yeah. showing the uh characters like how they act mm-hmm. and that's fine mm-hmm. but it's also like it's also like telling stuff like how they like you don't you don't like showing would be you know, everyone's leaving the table and Mr. Pink doesn't leave a dollar when everyone else does. Mm -hmm. That's showing that he doesn't tip. Mm -hmm. Telling is what we get in the film, which is I don't tip. That's Mm -hmm. what he says. Right. So like, I think Reservoir Dogs does do that sometimes, Mm -hmm. like a lot of other movies. And that's fine. Like you're allowed to do that sometimes. I just think Aaron Sorkin takes advantage of that a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think some writers do, and I'm completely okay with how they do it most of the time. That's why I like Aaron Sorkin so much because it's that quick firing. Like, right. It becomes like a ballet. It becomes a fucking choreographed like dance almost. It's a conversation between characters that Aaron Sorkin writes can be as intriguing as an action scene in like a movie with fucking like, you know, the, the fucking church fight scene in the first Kingsman or something. Sure. Like it's, it's choreographed. You have to think about how it's going to happen. You have to think about how everyone's going to respond to each other. And you have to make sure everything fits in there together. Mm-hmm. And I think the best Aaron Sorkin does that with is on the social network. Molly's Game doesn't even hold candle to the social network. But it's the same kind of stuff where you have people firing back at each other mm-hmm. the same way that you have agents firing at each other in the Kingsman or something. But uh, yeah. I can I can understand how people wouldn't like it because it's very uh, patronizing. It it's, is. Uh, super. Like, this I felt like. Most of the film, where yeah. I'm like, this is super, like, it's super self-indulgent like, yeah. and patronizing. Yeah, uh, I'm just like, okay, yes, you're very clever. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's what it is. It's just him jerking off to being how clever he can be. Yeah, which I'm absolutely for. Uh, I am not for <laughs> usually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the movie. Um, also with with Molly, I never felt like her character, like Social Network, Mark Zuckerberg shows that he can back up what he tells and everything like that because Mark Zuckerberg and it's also part of his character to be this braggy type character. Yeah. You know, he's a egomaniac. Yeah. He's not a good guy or whatever. But Molly doesn't like follow that trend, so it 
becomes problematic for her character yeah. because it's like oh she's like clever and snooty or whatever but like he's trying to portray her as like this like not he's she's not like a cold-minded bitch or anything like that yeah, yeah. you know she's like hey i'm very warm and like i'm good at talking to people and everything like that like if she was like bitchier to everybody and she's like cold and calculating it will work but her character isn't shown that way it's not depicted as being yeah. this cold type of person you know he still wants to make her a victim mark zuckerberg in social network isn't a victim no he's not and you yeah. don't think he's, he's a victim a at asshole. all yeah he's an asshole this one he's trying to do it and you can have the one way or the other i feel you either have her be like this cold and calculating person that went in and did her thing and it shows like i was thinking ahead the whole time yeah but she doesn't come off that way, especially in one of my least favorite scenes near the end, which the we'll get into. The ice skating rink where she's yes, dad. That <laughs> that's shit. That's a bad That's scene. a scene that I hate in this movie, <laughs> which we'll get into. It is a horrible scene, yeah. That's one that, that you're like, uh, there's nothing too atrocious in whatever you said. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. That scene is <laughs> really bad. fucking yeah. bad. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Um, Where she's just, I don't know. It, it's It's... That's not even her scene, though. That's Kevin Costner's scene. Well, yeah, no, I mean before this. Uh, yeah, I mean, just her in general is like, I don't know. I feel like you, you need to either choose have her cold and calculating or have her be a victim of circumstance, you know? And in some way, they try to do the victim circumstance with her upbringing and everything. Yeah. But all that shit feels like it doesn't matter. Like, the yeah. whole, like, her backstory stuff could have been taken out of the film, like, yeah. with her. Like, they tried to, like, I think that was one of the big falls of this movie. Yeah. Right? Was, like, the character development. Mm -hmm. Particularly with her character, like, how you're saying. Like, that backstory just, like, if, I think it felt like it did its job. It's just there was, like, there's not even that much of it in the movie, and it still feels like it's too much. Where, like, I get that she's was super young and pushed to do something and become inc became incredibly successful at what she did but then got fucked up and so had to go look for her own thing mm -hmm. i get that because that's mm -hmm. what she does she fucks up with the she became she becomes amazing at skiing and understands it completely and knows what she's doing but by happen chance she gets fucked up on it and so she goes and explores something else that's completely separate from her dad pushing her to do something mm -hmm. and she goes to the world of gambling like high six gambling and so I like that idea of it. It's like, all right, where she's going into something that she doesn't really know about and she's trying to become awesome at something because she has all this other shit from, like, her family that she can't live up to. Right. That's fine. But it just felt like there wasn't, like, I literally at one point in the movie forgot about her backstory. Yeah. Because, like, it, it just matter. doesn't matter. No. Yeah, it doesn't come up for anything. Like I see what you was trying to do. Exactly. Yeah, it's just there's not enough of a – it's like she – I guess it's 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 successful in the way that she disconnects herself from the past, and so you feel that disconnect because you literally forget about it as a viewer. <laughs> so I guess it's it's successful in that. It way. works in a backwards way. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I completely meant to do that. I forgot about that because you were meaning for us to forget about yeah, that, right? Because right. she forgot about it, so we forgot about it. But yeah, it, the character development is definitely one of the downfalls of this movie. Yeah, it is. Um, also. Well, first of all, Idris Elba, I think, uh, thank God he's got a movie that he's actually good in <laughs> recently. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was okay in it. I didn't think yeah. it was anything. I don't think it was a great, but yeah. I thought he was, I thought it was good in it. I yeah. liked him. It was better in Dark Tower. Yeah. Um, I love that they didn't force a love story into the film. Me too. That yep. there was no romance in it. Yeah. And she even states in one part, it's like, I don't get romantically involved with any of the players. Yeah. It's bad for business, which, okay, cool. Yeah. But 
I'm especially happy there was no romance between her and Idris Elba, who is her lawyer. Yeah. This movie time jumps. Um, her and it does. Idris Elba. Like I said, it's the yeah. poor man's social network. That's yeah. exactly what the social yeah, network is. Yeah, it is. Has. Yeah, because he's jumps between yeah, the lawsuit right. and all the fucking. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 Uh, she needs a lawyer because yeah. the FBI um, cracked her doing games. Yeah. Um, as part of, they're trying to get a Rico. She took me to Rico. At one point, they mentioned they're trying to get oh, a okay. Rico case on the Russian mob. Gotcha. Oh, okay, gotcha. And they want to make her part of it. Where um, they just, isn't the Rico case where they like just get everyone? Yeah, they yeah. basically like get everybody <laughs> until they. It's basically like chess. You just like take everybody out until you corner a king, and then you oh, okay. <laughs> checkmate. Okay, gotcha. You know. Uh, I know but, they uh, try to do that in the Batman at one point. Don't yeah. It's like mm-hmm. one of the Batman movies. Yeah, They're it talking, is. Yeah, talking you, about doing that with the mafia or something. Yeah, you try to find out where the money is getting laundered from and everything, yes. and you yeah. start picking up from bottom up. Whatever. Gotcha. Um, but uh, Idris Elba's office is one of the shittiest sets I've seen in a long time. Really? Yes. Because okay. it was outside the window was distractingly bad. Huh. You could tell it was a set outside of the window. Could you? Yes, it didn't look like a. It didn't look like buildings like huh. at all. It looked like okay. just a painting. I it literally looked like paintings of it, a building. I didn't really notice that. Okay. Uh, huh. I noticed it like immediately. Yeah. I was sitting there. I'm like, wow. Huh. I like how it was like lit and everything. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is a set. Like I don't even <laughs> feel like I'm in a building right now. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I didn't notice that. Um. That was super noticeable. It took me out of like every scene they were wow. in that office okay. yeah, talking. Yeah, they have a couple of different scenes yeah. in the office. Yeah. Um, huh. Okay. And uh, uh, something else I was gonna say about her. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't really connect with her character. Yeah. Like, yeah, me either. There's nothing about her character that like I was rooting for, yeah. or even felt like bad when like terrible shit was happening like, I, that shit. like there's like one part where you know she gets roughed up a bit and i felt bad but yeah. i was like yeah. all right and the movie's like moving so fast at that point we're just like all right like yeah. whatever that is that is i think yeah. i remember telling you that like after i saw it before you saw it it was like mm-hmm. it's a long movie it doesn't feel very long cause it really it felt it, i felt that last 30 minutes hardcore oh really yeah so like me oh, I, yeah. I just didn't feel like it dragged really like it felt like it was moving it's just like there wasn't too much like happening like it yeah. wasn't like i found myself bored at certain parts yeah but it didn't feel, like it didn't feel like fucking like dunkirk or some shit where it's just right. like was super super even though that movie's only short an hour and a half yeah. long or something yeah no i felt like uh i just wanted to kind of like wrap up like by the yeah. time it got to the part where probably where she gets roughed up yeah around that part like from there on out i'm just like all right let's wrap it up and it keeps on going it's like Okay, and then they had that whole scene that we're going to get into with Kevin Costner and her. (laughs) We're just like, oh, this scene is so bad. I thought Kevin Costner was okay in most of the movie, but that ending ending part, like, with them talking, I was like, ugh. I don't like Kevin Costner. seems like something out of a Hallmark movie or something. Yeah, 90% of things I don't like Kevin Costner in. Okay. I I just don't feel like there's anything to him, really, as an actor. isn't your favorite movie ever. Is that what he's in? Yeah, he's Dancing with Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, she's she does fine. I, I just yeah. don't feel like like I heard some people that review the movie or talk about the movies like she carries that film and she should get a not Oscar uh, nod for it. It's like no, she's the main character. Just because you're the main character or something doesn't mean that you carry a film. Yeah, like do. Darkest Hour is out now, which I'm gonna go see tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, where they're like. Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill in that film. Oh, yeah. He carries that movie, which I will believe because he completely succumbed himself 
to yeah, that persona. Look, doesn't even look like him. You know, I mean, yeah. So. You became that character, right? Uh, um, Daniel Day-Lewis in just about any role. Yeah. You became that character. Whenever you did Lincoln, you were Abraham Lincoln. Like, you carried that film because you were that character. Yeah. Heath Ledger in Dark Knight. Yeah, the Joker. You were that character. There's no part of this film like, wow, that's okay. Molly Bloom. That's like, you know, uh, you know, fucking uh, Jared Leto as the Joker. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It really carried that film. Oh, but but even on Social Network, like, yeah. uh, um, Jesse Eisenberg becomes Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. He yeah. carries that film because you believe him as that character. Yeah, the hoodie and flip-flops and everything. Yeah, no part do I feel like Jessica Chastain is Molly. I'm like, that's just Jessica Chastain playing a part. Yeah. yeah. And no part am I engage in this character enough even though you're telling me how smart you are and how clever yeah. you are and no part do i really give a shit that's that's something i did want to mention though when you were talking that earlier i never feel even in this movie but in like other stuff where people are over expository and mm-hmm. they explain stuff i never i never get struck as them like i don't feel like they're trying to show off how smart they are mm-hmm. i just feel like that's a quirk of how they think right and so that's how they like that you you said you've said that like multiple times mm-hmm. like when they're explaining stuff is just showing off yeah. how smart they are. I don't think that's really, I, I don't get that feeling like from it. it. Like, I, I, I feel get like that, it's a writer trying to show them. I get, off. Yeah. For yeah. the writer. Yeah, I get, writer. I get the feeling of like, I understand if you're like, yeah, the writer is trying to sound smart. Yeah. I can understand that, yeah. but I don't feel like it's the character unless the character is like, like specifically that way or something, which I just can't think of really any examples for. But, uh, I mean, there's kind of, what was it? I can't remember one. It's like, yeah, you like to hear yourself talk. Like, I can't remember what movie it was, but that's a common line anyways, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> but no, uh, like, I don't know. I, maybe that's one of the reasons why I don't have a problem with it is because I don't see it that much as them trying to come off as smart. It's just that's how their brain works and that's how they think about stuff and they're just explaining it. So Right. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think that's part of it where the writer is, um, if the writer's trying to come off clever, you yeah. know, and try to show how smart he is and, you know, just come up with verbal masturbation. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what Sorrentino does a lot, but his dialogue is engaging. It's not mm-hmm. showing you how smart a character is. It's just really cool dialogue yeah, that's happening. It's just really Whenever you have somebody that has just a lot of expository dialogue about themselves. Yeah. It's like Tarantino characters aren't just like sitting there talking about like, me, 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 <laughs> you know? And then the next character replies, with, oh, no, no, me, me, me. Yeah. Whenever it's just... Everybody's, you know, that's the problem with expository dialogue is that since it is in their mind, it's all about them. So it comes off as very narcissistic all the time. See, I don't feel know? like it does this. Like even in the beginning of the, uh, even in the beginning of Molly's game, she isn't talking about herself. She's talking about skiing. But how much she knows about skiing. But that's at, how, at the same time. that's the only reason she can relay it is because she yeah. knows it. So it's not about her. It's about skiing. And it's but, all these like random facts and everything. I just, I'm yeah. just not into it. I understand. Uh, yeah. no, 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 it's, yeah. it's a different type of thing for people. Yeah. Like I get that people just don't like it or, or mm-hmm. some people don't like it. But I mean, I'm I'm definitely for it. So I don't yeah. know, should I say that again? Has that point gotten across here? <laughs> yeah. Do, do people understand that? I yeah. like it. Um, yeah. yeah. What are we? Where are we? Kind of talking about spoilers, anyways. I guess. So, yeah. I mean, so yeah. What's uh, the Kevin Costner scene? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Kevin Costner scene is that <laughs> he was a real shithole of a dad. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea is yeah, they have a very struggle. Or she thought that he was just being a shithole and hated her and her 
liked her brothers more because they're more successful, went on to do better things than yeah. her. And he was trying to push her to be a skiing champion. Yeah. And she is until she gets into a, one little accident whenever she's going down. Not even her fault, just by pure happenstance, a little twig is sticking out the ground. It fucks up her yeah. slope uh, run. Yeah. And I, I, she... loved, I, lo- that's, I loved learning that in the movie. Yeah. That they do that with skiing stuff. They're like, yeah, if it gets bad enough and the weather's bad, blah, 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 they throw a pine log. That's one of the reasons why I like exposure. It would have been great stuff. in a skiing movie, <laughs> not in a poker movie. Um, Fair enough. Uh, if they're making a movie about her skiing career, then <laughs> hey, go for it. Sky's the limit. Fair, a movie fair. about your poker, it's like, I get that this is a whole lot of dialogue explaining <laughs> this shit just to show me that shit happens. I get it. Yeah. That shit can happen and can fuck up, you know, something that's going well, but. Yeah. You're wasting ten minutes of movie time. Let's get let's Fair go. Okay. Um, but with character stuff. Yeah. Um, and so she gets older. Blah blah blah. The whole film basically happens because she feels like she has something to prove, and she was also pushed hard, or pushed herself hard to learn and try to catch up to her brothers and to get her what she thought she was lacking. Her dad's approval. Yeah. Everything happens. Um, she loses everything by the end. Um, all her money. She's goes out to uh while idris elba is talking to the um state or the um government lawyers um they're trying to put a case against the russian mob who molly got involved with uh he's like just take five minutes for you to take an hour go get dinner we'll be back you know (laughs) in my place or whatever we'll be back at the office and i'll tell you what what the verdict is or what we come up with and so she goes to get a pretzel she has no money she or sorry she goes to get a hot dog she yeah. has like a couple bucks she can only get for a pretzel she goes to the um that famous ice skating rink in new york um god Is damn that a famous one yeah uh like under the tree or something um well yeah outside of it but it's in near near central park god damn it what's it called um i'll think of it later um she goes there. She wants to skate. They're like, oh, it's going to be $7 for some skate. She gives her a watch instead. Yeah. <laughs> I give the ice skates. And she's like skating around. And she's like, all right, I feel like challenging society again. Because that's going real well. Let me get in trouble with the people that run this thing. It's not like <laughs> yeah. I'm on trial for running a legal poker game. So she's skating around. and She was remembering having fun as a kid. Yeah. Skating and yeah. skiing and stuff. <laughs> and running from authority. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the referees on the uh ice are trying to like hey yeah, stop like going too fast yeah and, and she turns around and the last thing she sees her dad yeah and she Which wipes out off. Like, he yeah was just there randomly i thought like, it was what? like her just randomly yeah. seeing it like, was, like just a figment it. of her imagination yeah, imagining something and so she goes and talks to him and he's like oh yeah well i heard that you were you know i called your mom because i heard that you were in trouble about you know all this legal happenings and you running these illegal poker games or whatever and uh i decided to come and hunt you down and he's a psychiatrist um and so they sit down and basically go on to this i don't even know what like oh yeah i'm a shit dad (laughs) yeah and uh or you think i'm a shit dad but i actually love you so i'm gonna pretend like you're one of my patients and i'm gonna do these different whole year psychiatry lessons yeah, with lesson one like, question each. Yeah, you ask like, me the question and I'll like one question for each year. I'm going to give you three years, which I like the idea of that in the conversation where he's like, where he's like, listen, it's like people take three years to go through therapy. I'm going to give you three questions. We're going to cover this in like five minutes. Here we go. And so he starts launching them off. And I like that. It's just how they were like 
connecting and stuff I there was no connection that's the thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there yeah, was yeah. there was no chemistry between them yeah um to buy it at all yeah because um, there's a part where kevin costner gets super emotional where he's oh my god it. so awkward yeah where he gets like super emotional because she gets beat up yeah and he's like i'm gonna kill him or they deserve to i'm like stop just yeah. fucking stop and then he keeps on saying it <laughs> and he's like kind of crying or like yeah. tearing up it's not good and it's really bad it's just a really bad scene it's super awkward like they're trying to do their Oscar performance, both of them at the same time, yeah, and it's yeah. not coming off. Like, it's, it's not, not yeah. working. Yeah. Either way. They both think this is going to be the super emotional, impactful scene. And yeah. Like, nah. And I'm just saying, they're like, this scene is still going on. <laughs> yeah. It goes on for a good, like, 10 minutes or something. Like yeah. That, it's it's like, good. yeah, we get it. You're not that shit of a dad. All right. <laughs> cool. Let's cool. Good. Uh, moving on. Uh, but yeah, that, that scene is really it's rough yeah yeah it's really bad yeah. um like i mean for me it's like definitely the worst scene of the movie mm-hmm. but still it wasn't enough to like make me like not like actively not like the movie no no like, no yeah, no no the movie's still like okay yeah um that scene and then the scene after it whenever she gets the verdict yeah of um in court yeah i thought it was cheesy like really? I don't, yeah i don't like it right. where it's like oh we're gonna let you off of everything yeah. because i thought the explanation yeah. from the judge was super cheesy yeah that's, that's what i was thinking about more oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. super on the nose where he's like he's like wall street is right down the road and blah blah i was like oh okay this is the theme is of the movie. <laughs> yeah is, we have to establish this real quick yeah. so everyone gets it okay and yeah that part i was just like <sighs> like, all right it felt it felt almost a little like too feel goody for me and i was like all right but. yeah it's all too it, it tries to get real feel goody and stuff and just yeah nothing felt earned or anything like that um i don't know man yeah <laughs> it's, uh, there's not there's just not unfortunately not too much to say about this movie there's no. like the like i i definitely like some of the explanations and i like the poker game stuff it gets really cheesy when they start showing like the uh the visuals during a poker game and it's like this is the card i was like no stop this, yeah. this isn't good try to explain like up the river and all kinds of stuff is like, yeah like, lingo and terminology yeah, the and... turn the river and the flop or whatever yeah. it is and, yeah it was like it was okay there just wasn't i liked how like i i did enjoy the parts and the, the part in the movie where she becomes like she takes control of everything she gets all the guys to come to her game she like races the stakes of it she even gets uh her own employees and they're all like women just like working for her and she's like yeah whatever it's like playboy models yeah, yeah these are just Ex-play like playboy models, yeah exactly yeah. these are girls that just like you know what let me give them an opportunity here to make some real fucking money and uh yeah i i liked all that and i just felt like there wasn't i don't like there wasn't enough of like an actual bad guy in the movie or something like there wasn't like an actual like antagonist or mm-hmm. anything like there was kind of like an internal struggle struggle she had, but once again we've kind already covered of. yeah we've yeah. already covered the fact that there's not enough of, of a connection to it yeah so like we don't feel that internal it doesn't have the levity it needs to and like the mafia comes in and they ref her up at one point but it's like who, who the fuck like, that's not on, a movie like mafia. it feels like who? it gets kind of jumbled up as when the Russian mob starts coming into the game yeah and then there's a scene after that where she meets with those two guys that her driver knew those two guys from jersey yeah wasn't that in the mafia yeah there there are other yeah. mobsters but it just all felt like kind of like that part could use more explaining mm-hmm. but they don't explain it oh, okay. she doesn't have a lot of dialogue for that yeah. but she has about 
fucking skiing at the beginning. <laughs> Instead, it should have been like, hey, here's how these guys are connected to this. This is why you don't fuck with these dudes. Instead, it's like, these are two guys from Jersey, and they're trying to lean on me, uh, I guess. I don't think she ever knew the details of how they were connected, so maybe that's why she didn't explain it. It's because she just knew they were with the mafia. Well, yeah, um, yeah, but there's like, were they with the guys at the game? Or did I miss that? But they were one of the guys at the poker game uh, because it's like just kind of like oh, my driver knows these two guys. Well, they were and like then, those two guys. I think were just the end for everyone else. Like he was the end for them. The driver was the end for them. Yeah. And then they were the end for all these other people that started coming by because it was like you know it's a mafia, so it's like the family. So like they came in and they were like, hey, we want to start, we want to get this game connected, and we want these our people mm-hmm. to come in. And she's like, nah, but they do it anyways. And so then they come up, and that's. Like the rest of the family starts showing mm-hmm. up, but uh, see, I didn't yeah. think that because I thought all those guys were there before, all all those mobsters were there before those two guys showed up. No. Yeah, all those Russian mobsters stuff because they're trying to bring her the paint. That one guy was trying to bring her the painting thing. That was before. I'm like 100 percent positive that was. After. Then she got in the car with, with uh, her driver and drives like, oh, by the way, I also know these other two guys. I because right after she talks to those guys, whenever she gets roughed up. That's like Cause, after, cause she, that's after the game stuff. Because she tells them no. And so they send that guy out there. Okay. Like she was already connected to other mobsters. And these were two other uh, random guys. Okay, maybe then. Yeah, and then maybe. they they try to ask her to, for something. I don't know, yeah. for like a take or what. Whatever it was. It was kind of a vague thing. Yeah, it was super vague. And yeah. then the next scene is where she goes to like, take over the game. Yeah. And then she goes to her house. Like yeah. And that guy shows up and beats the fuck out of yeah, her. Yeah. So like that could have used like more explaining like, Hey, here's what these guys are trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. instead it's like, Hey, we kind of want to do something. How do you feel about that? Okay. I got the shit beat on me. Yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. but like the mob was already, <laughs> you know, involved before that. Cause mm-hmm. they were all coming there and stuff. And that's why she's like, can't have the bodyguards here and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I and guess then, I, I guess I mixed that part up then. Yeah. Was, and then, then she the went down. Yeah. yeah. Then the driver was like, Hey, also I know these two other guys. Like who are these two other guys? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where the original mob came from then. Cause I didn't think they came in until after they were introduced. I'm not going to go back and watch the movie. The mob, the, <laughs> the, the, the Russian mob came in because uh, the girl's trying to make connections I think like her, she's telling those girls to go and talk to people. Yeah. Um, her, her employees, I think they happen to come across one of them. Well, I know something. the one girl got her to make like the biggest downfall she had in the movie is when she finally started making the game illegal. Cause yeah. that was her main thing. And she's like, we're not doing anything illegal. This game is a hundred percent legit. Mm. So we're not in, in, in any actual trouble. And then the one girl, she gets to come in to start doing the new dealing She's like, hey, you guys asking for a lot of loans. So she's like, hey, if you want me to cut the card so he doesn't make it so you don't have to pay out. The, well, or whatever it was. I couldn't understand what was going on because there was something that wasn't explained right there. Yeah. She was called, yeah, it yeah. was called, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a thing they did where, like, if there was a bet on the table and the bet was getting big, it's like the house would get a part of it. Yes. And so she was, like, cutting chips out of it for the house part so the house would still make money. And that's what I didn't get because that's when it became illegal. Right. It was like skimming off the top or something. Yeah. And so like when a bet would get big, like she, like the lady was like told uh, Molly, she was like, hey, when you want this to happen, let me know and I'll do it. And so the bet starts getting big and she looks back to Molly and Molly holds up like Mm -hmm. two fingers or something. And so the girl like grabs it and taps it on the table and puts it in the 
like grabs two chips off. Like I didn't get what was happening with it. Yeah, I just understood that. I understood the repercussions of it that it was illegal. Yeah, but right. I didn't know what it was exactly. Um, maybe. Yeah, I guess, I think I guess they just started showing up, like the Russian mob. That's what it's saying. Like they just happened to hear from like. Oh, okay. So they start coming up, and they're telling other guys, and they start coming out yeah. also. I mean, it's a high stakes thing, so I guess. Yeah. High stakes people um, are about it. Yeah, then I guess she's approached by several mob, Italian mafia members who offer their services to extort money from non Okay, that's what... So I guess they were trying to offer their services to extort money from non-paying players. So they were trying to offer her to become muscle for her, those two oh, guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. But, uh, and then when she declines and the guy comes to her house and beats the <laughs> fuck out of her. This is why you need protection. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't get the shit beat out of you. Yeah. Um... So you you still do this game? <laughs> we just screw you off, bashing your fucking face in, yeah, stealing all your money. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's fine. I I didn't think it was great as some other reviewers think it is. Um, yeah, I hadn't looked into any reviews yet for it. So, huh? I just got like eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it? Wow. That's kind of high. Yeah, that's more than I'd give it. Yeah, <laughs> that's more than I would give it to. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what would you give the award to? I would give my award to. Yeah, I'll give skiing. Uh, I'll give. Oh yeah, skiing. <laughs> Molly's so game. much about it now. It should have become Molly's games. <laughs> skiing and running and illegal poker. gambling. Um, probably Idris Elba. I'll give it to Idris Elba. Really. Yeah, because he did a good performance this year. Because <laughs> uh, let me tell you, it was a dark a tower of the world between, or the, 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 the mountain between, mountain between us. us yeah, like, give him a pity win. You would have like, saw fucking, that. You yeah, don't like it. Good. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah he, he, was, he, was he deserves something good, good to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not everything can be Luther, I guess. I've heard Luther's good. I'm Luther like, is good. Is it? Mm-hmm. Like, I never watched. I really it. like it. Uh, so eat your shovel, huh? Yeah. You like this? Not giving it Jessica stuff. Chastain or the yeah. or the writing or anything like that. <laughs> I'm actually I think I'm going to give mine to Jessica Chastain. Really? Yeah, I thought she was decent enough in it to be like, yeah, this is an intriguing character, and I want to. The thing is, is, I want to know more about her. Mm-hmm. I just it's never really given to us. Like right. you forget a lot of about it. Like it seems like an interesting character and an interesting idea. Like I actually want to go read the because I'm pretty sure the screenplay is based on the book, which is a true story. Yeah, the of book what is. Yeah. Um, so I'd love so to articles actually... where there's actually like name drops about people that like were involved in the games. Oh really? Yeah. I'd love to know more about her story, Molly Bloom. And, uh, I liked most of the stuff we were given in the movie for her. It just felt like a lot of it didn't, it wasn't connected in the right way. So right. you didn't get the impact that it was supposed to be happening, especially with her relationship with her dad. So, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, Jessica Chastain. Sure. Um, I also just got to think for redheads, so yeah. I guess I'll just give it. Oh well, yeah, Jessica Chastain is never bad to look at. Yeah, she, she, she's a very attractive. She's a really woman. pretty girl. Yeah, um, she's very attractive. She's a. Uh, I liked her in uh, the Martian too. Did you did you like the Martian? Yeah, like, like the Martian. yeah, like she. I think she's really good in the Martian. Yeah. She even she's not like a main character. Well, she's like she's like a side character or whatever. But she's like the captain of that ship that goes back and forth from Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like her in that, and uh, I like her in Lawless. Lawless is good. I haven't seen that. That's what with Tom Hardy and Shia LaBeouf. Oh, okay. It's like the uh, they're um moonshine runners. 
Oh, okay. Bootleggers. Um, that wasn't a Netflix original, was it? No. Oh, okay. It came out in theaters. Gotcha. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Jessica Chastain, sure. We'll yeah, give it, sure I'll good. give it to her. Marv. <laughs> her and Idris Elba, they both got something good. There you um, go. So that's Molly's game. Yeah. What do we got for recommendation corner? Uh, oh, I don't have, I don't think Megan, I texted her and I was like, got a lost update. And she was busy, so she hasn't been able to watch it lately. Fuck you, no. She's like, I haven't watched this shit. So yeah, she hasn't watched any of this week. But uh, recommendation. <laughs> then there's your lost update. <laughs> yeah. She's lost. She um, hasn't, yeah, she's she hasn't lost. It. Um, uh, I went and saw Call Me By Your Name. Ooh. Yeah. How was that? It's really good. It's playing here in town? I didn't yeah. know it was already playing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I saw it uh, this past weekend. I've heard really good things about um, it. Yeah, it's, it's it's a great film. Um, it, it It's definitely heavy. Like, I didn't know if I was going to like it. Uh, the first time I saw the preview for it, I was yeah. like, ah, I don't know about this. I didn't even see a preview for it. Um, because when I saw it. three billboards the first time up in New York at the Elmo Draft House, it was the Elmo Draft House recommendation. Yeah. Like, after all the previews, like, Elmo Draft House pick. Oh, okay. And uh, their pick was that. So it was the first preview I saw. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. At first, you know, it's starting. And when the preview starts, like, oh, well, it's this boy and he's in Italy and. This, you know, guy comes, you know, he's a, a graduate student that has to go and learn under his dad. And it's like, oh, it looks like a teen romance between, yeah. you know, the boy and this girl and stuff. And his trailer progresses like, oh, no, this is a romance story about him and the guy. Oh, uh, okay. You know? And, yeah. uh, and I'm like, I don't know. It's like maybe too artsy-fartsy for me. I don't know yeah. how I feel about that. <laughs> it looks it's super like, artsy. And I, I also feel like, oh, my, it's like he's an underage kid and he's with this older That's guy. That's the thing I've heard where I'm just like, I don't know if I'd, I don't know how I'm going to feel but about that. But he's 17 years old and in Europe that's like 18 oh, okay. over there. Yeah. And How old is the other dude? Army Hammer in real life is 31, but he's playing graduate students. He's probably like in his like, mid-20s yeah. or something like that. Okay. Um, and they, they kind of start a little romance. Um. The movie's directed by Luca Guagnino, who in a previous recommendation corner, I talked about A Bigger Splash, oh, yeah. um, which I watched up in Nashville. Splash, that's uh, right. Yeah. Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's the mermaid movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, and A Bigger Splash is another one. It's, it's really similar to this film where it's very independent feeling. Okay. And you're definitely going to like think about it after seeing it. It's beautifully shot. Yeah. A lot of great um shots of the italian landscape and where everything you, where did you see this at uh regal 14 is that one of the regals mm-hmm. fuck okay yeah um i mean they put out they put that itania and fam thread all out this uh, past that this past weekend yeah especially academy award season's coming up and this weekend they're re-releasing get out dunkirk and um Ooh. get out dunkirk three billboards are still out how and does dunkirk have a fucking awesome and so because of how it shot all the technical aspects of it um and uh something else they put all those back into theaters because oscar season's coming up yeah yeah. um after they just you know announced all the nominations yeah um but yeah the movie is uh i didn't think i was going to connect to a a gay love story of an older man and a younger adult <laughs> um, is, as much as is, i love is genderless man as much you can, as you I can appreciate thought, a gender, you can well, well, you can it, appreciate a love story regardless of the well it, it is it genders. is and then the movie is about you know it's about um like i don't know i, I don't want to talk about it without without spoiling anything yeah. but it's just it's it's things that happen in the movie and stuff you're like oh yeah i've been there like i know how that feels oh, okay. like you know and different yeah. things and it's beautifully shot movie has a really good pace to it and everything. Okay. Um, the acting's great. Um, I, I forgot the kid's name. Um, but he's up for a leading Oscar. 
He's up for oh okay. yeah he got he got nominated. Nice. Um, and Army Hammer is great in it as well. And uh, yeah, there's and also the movie has one of the best scenes I've seen in any movie of the past in 2017. Is it would be my top three scenes of all two. 2017 yeah um it's got a really really good one um near near the end that's what i'll say okay um yeah i can't really talk too much about the film without spoiling anything because it's really like more of you're trying to figure out you know you're on this journey with this kid Uh and him trying to find himself and you know being in that part of being really into somebody and just always being in that, I I I I can't talk about it without giving anything away. <laughs> okay, so yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, so it's really call, good though. I give, a, give yeah, I give it a high recommendation. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've been wanting to check that. Just out. know yeah. that people like people going into it, like you are going to see a lot of like guys fucking around and stuff. You gotcha. know. Yeah. So I mean, you're going to see like dudes making out and stuff like that. So don't walk go in there and be like oh what yeah. the fuck don't, or whatever don't go in there yeah being all closed-minded and bullshit yeah exactly <laughs> you're gonna yeah. see some love some yeah you're gonna see some, some sweet sweet love making between and sweet. a 17 year old and a 31 year old so baby <laughs> yeah. that's just how i like it yeah um cool yeah i've been wanting to check that anyway so yeah now that it's actually playing here in town i might be able to do that uh so my recommendation i just went and saw the greatest showman yesterday mm. uh it was pretty fun it was like all right wasn't amazing or anything. Uh, Hugh Jackman does a really good job in it. You know, he can sing just like in <laughs> Les Mis or whatever it's called. Um, it's it's fun. Like, it's for those of you who don't know, it's a musical movie about the, like, P.T. Barnum from Barnum and Bailey Circus. Like, he how he gets everything started and stuff. Uh, a lot of people were ticked off about it, um, like, maybe glorifying him. Mm-hmm. And I think that while most of the movie does like kind of show him in a good light because he has a protagonist, there's definitely like, he's got some bad stuff to him too. Like right. he sh- it shows him in a interesting way where it's like, Oh, okay. He's not like the perfect guy. Like he does definitely does, uh, do some shady shit or like fuck some shit up. But it was, it was fun. It was a PG Phil Goody movie. I didn't know it was PG. I thought it was like PG 13 or something, but it was PG. So it's very family oriented. They didn't take like too many risks or chances with it played the movie very safe um it's got fun catchy music in it uh i think i, I think i was telling you earlier like i was kind of let down with some of the choreography in it because it's a fucking musical about the circus so you think they would get really creative and right. do all kinds of stuff with it and the opening number and the closing number are really good because it's like actually taking place in the circus a lot of the other movie there's still the circus in it but like it doesn't there's like one part with like zach efron and i think her name's zendaya so the girl for from uh spider-man homecoming they have like a little romance going on in the movie and they get creative with their the musical number is called uh rewrite the stars mm-hmm. and they get pretty creative with like how they dance around each other and stuff uh they use some of the props like around in the circus and that's pretty cool there was like i was just hoping there'd be more of it there was a part where like uh there's the opening number is called this is the greatest show mm. and like it's uh hugh jackman as the ringleader singing and dancing with like all the circus people mm. and it was just really cool because there was like a really cool long take where he goes into the middle of the circus and like the crowd is responding and he's like singing to the crowd with like everyone he's dancing with and he's like moving around and there's people he like ducks out of the way and someone flips by him and then he backs up and someone throws knives past him and i like 
they they throw knives and it like hits the darts it hits the board and everything like it's a spinning mm-hmm. and so there was like cool long takes where they did that they just didn't do it enough right like there should have been more of that since it's about the circus mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh unfortunately there wasn't like you can't just take a woman and slap a beard on her and have her sing and be like yeah it's about the start like no but she sounds like beyonce she does she sounds good i don't know if it's her actual voice or not but i don't know if yeah but i mean that. like that that would take me out immediately when it starts like start sounding like newer r&b oh, and no, stuff no, 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 or yeah, just yeah, like yeah. that's uh... that's another big problem with the movie is that it takes place like in the early 1900s or whatever yeah and so you would think most of the music would sound a specific way and it all sounds like 2010 like pop like stuff and it's like what yeah right and, like i said most of i mean it's, you like, gotta catchy. sell it you gotta yeah, sell the exactly. movie you gotta sell it so like i said it's catchy and so like the songs are i like them i'm like oh, okay this is fun this is a good little like upbeat little thing but it does kind of take you uh take you out of the movie a little bit there is one singer she has a number two where she's actually she's actually like in the movie she's supposed to be like an opera singer and so when you hear her sing you're like oh it's gonna be some like really beautiful like opera thing and instead it's just like fucking beyonce singing or something you're like what what like what is this and it doesn't match up with the movie at all but like new r&b all new r&b singers sound exactly the same anyways Yeah, yeah, yeah That's unfortunately how a lot of this, uh, the songs in this one was. It's out of all the musicals that, that I do like, it's definitely on the bottom of mm. the totem pole. Like it's not up at the top with like across the universe or like Heather's or something. Or La La like Land. A, yeah, La La Land. La La it's Land's the same lyricist and composer, or same, As same, same guy that did the music for La La Land. Is it? Yeah, remember at the that's what got you excited originally. We watched a preview because at the end, the end of the preview when we saw it. Is like music done by such and such of La La Land. I don't think I mentioned. And then I told you afterwards, you're like, "Oh, really? It makes me more excited for it." Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. you told me, and I uh-huh. just forgot about because I yeah. I remember when the when the movie when we first saw the trailer when mm-hmm. the preview started, I was like, "The fuck is this garbage?" And then when it started going, I was like, "Oh, this is a musical. Cool." Like I like I, that's that's what happens with me a lot with musicals. <laughs> I see the trailers of them, and I'm like this looks really dumb. And then I see it's a musical and I immediately give it a pass. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. It's supposed to be super like art, like not artsy, but like super, uh, what is it? Like ultra fantastical and stuff right, like that sure. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I like about musicals is that you could just bust into a number and like people start dancing and singing. Like I love seeing choreography, choreography, choreographed dancing of like just people. There's a really cool dance number between Zac Efron and Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. where they're in a bar and they got creative with that. They started, uh, they were both like taking shots and like drinking while they were trying to hammer out the details of them being partners in the business. And they were like sliding shot glasses back and forth to each other across the bar table while like singing at the same time and stuff. Right. And the bartender's like in, in sync with them, like pouring drinks and like, the bartender's like so, this would be better if you had a fucking trapeze act <laughs> during this song. I know, Do right? a circus. Be more creative. <laughs> it's supposed to be a circus. Um, yeah, other than that, it was. It's you okay. see all the creative shit La La La, La, La Land did La just La, the beginning yeah. scene. Yeah, when they're on a fucking interstate in traffic. <laughs> yeah, it, there's all kinds of crazy shit happening. And that's all one fucking take, dude. Yeah. That's all one long take. Like, the only problem with that scene is the lighting. Yeah, yeah, because it's super. Because it's like so shadowy and stuff. Yeah, it's like supernatural lighting exposed, yeah. like and everything. Yeah. Um, you see all the banana shit they they figured out how to oh, do. Oh yeah, yeah, they did all kinds. <laughs> it's of It's like you have a fucking circus. <laughs> Figure it, <laughs> it out. Should have been more. Yeah, because that's the thing. You're watching some of it, and I think I was telling you earlier, like half of it turns into like a step dance team or something. Like people yeah. just like 
stomping it looks like someone like the rejects of a backstreet boys video or something where it's like what is this you're just stomping your feet and like leaning against each other what is this what, what, what's, what's it called flash mob oh like flash mob stuff where yeah people, like out of nowhere where it's just, just people just public. like i'm just here shopping for carrots just kidding yeah. we're dancing <laughs> that's what i like about yeah. like all musicals are like yeah. that like shit just happens and you're like oh shit but everybody just kind of turns and looks awkwardly until they're yeah. done and then everybody just kind of continues their fucking day like, oh, okay so how much are these bananas 89 cents a pound okay it's like will you get out of fucking line so i can so i can check out <laughs> thank you yes get off the cash register yep. awesome why are you dancing up there stop <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's all right if you like musicals you'll probably like this one it's it's just super feel goody and cheesy and it got nominated for best <laughs> best uh original song okay and something else it's, i think i can see that just because it's like there is one song that's called like this is me and it's very yeah, much i think it like, is this is me yeah it's especially in our day and age it's very yeah. much like pro like be yourself and do like don't let torture elephants don't let people put you in a box and fuck animals <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff no uh i mean they didn't show a lot of that so that was you know. <laughs> yeah usually that doesn't go over well in musical showing animal yeah, torture showing animals being tortured yeah. yeah it's like it's like oh yeah it was a really interesting musical number where like the crack of the whip was like <laughs> yeah. the same as a music like, beat the lion yeah. and the lion jumped through the flaming hoop and caught on fire yeah and they but i think that uh beat it after the show <laughs> yeah. but call me by your name is up in that same category also is for it? an original song oh okay yeah yeah and um I mean, I believe it. And like, Marshall is also the the Thurgood Marshall movie. It had an original oh, song made for it. Also, oh, okay. it's up. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and something else is. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's got some competition. Yeah. But it, it didn't get nominated for a lot. It's yeah. It's it's an okay song. It's just very very poppy. And yeah. uh, my my favorite song out of the movie might be a. Uh, like this is the greatest show just because it's the opening and the closing number mm. and that's when it gets super circusy and i just fucking love it when right. i was like i was like leaning forward in my seat watching it i was like man it's fucking awesome like it's a circus <laughs> and they're just like being crazy and doing stupid shit and yeah. like singing and the song is like catchy as shit but like there's one part where he, uh it is kind of a cool long take it's not a long take for very long so it's not a very long take but <laughs> uh Hugh Jackman, like, he's in the center of the ring, and he takes off his hat, and he gives it to the elephant, and then the elephant, like, passes the hat up to, like, Zendaya, who's, like, spinning around on the trapeze thing, and she, like, grabs it and, like, throws it down, and, like, the bearded woman grabs it and, like, pat, like, throws it to someone else, and it's just, like, it goes, like, these Siamese twins, like, they roll it on their shoulders and pop it and off. They put and, a lion, and the yeah. lion eats somebody. <laughs> the lion fucking attacks someone, <laughs> yeah. and then they close the whole place, and... <laughs> Yeah, no, Credits. Uh, it, was, it was it was a fun little part right there. I think it just goes really over the top with like, there's people like get out of here, you freaks, and it's just it's like the super cheesy like yeah, it's it's alright, right? But the greatest showman, uh, it's it's still showing, so yeah, go see it. It's still showing. <laughs> yeah, the showman, oh, it's still showing. showing. Yeah, uh, it was fun though. I liked it. So yeah, that's all I got. Um, that it. That's it. That's it. Yep, that's it. Cool. You're just nodding at me. Not even saying anything. It's, it's Rocky's it. Not, Rocky's not saying anything for the rest of the show. Um, I was thinking about what I'm going to eat for lunch. I'm sorry. Yeah, I need to. I'll get something to eat with you after this. If you're All right. fucking hungry. Um, yeah, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, want to leave us reviews on iTunes or whatever, I think shit like that helps. I don't know. I never check it. Um, you can reach out. I had someone said something on Facebook, I thought. I forgot to check it. So maybe I'll check it later and talk about it on the next episode. Was it a blaze? Probably. I don't know. Just talking <laughs> more shit about me, probably. Um, 
if you want to if you want to talk to us though even talk shit about us or ask us questions or whatever um you can reach us on facebook or twitter or and the award goes to podcast we're also at gmail and the award goes to podcast at gmail.com that's and the award goes to podcast all one word at gmail.com mm-hmm. and uh send us some shit and i'll probably post something like i still forgot to fucking post and be like what's everyone's favorite movies because i want to hear it like i want to hear what people liked about last year because we have our uh, top 10 episode that's coming out probably today because I have to finish fucking editing it. It's been like super busy and weird moving down to Gainesville. And right. Getting shit settled in. Yeah. So I'm like finally finishing editing the episode. And I'm like, oh, I still have to edit and post it. So we'll get we'll get that up uh, eventually. And then we'll have this one. And then next week, see something probably. I really want to see I, Tanya. Yeah, I, Tanya, so maybe, probably. Maybe we can do that. Yeah. Um, but I think that's it. Yep. So we'll see you guys probably next week. Yes. Take care. Bye. Bye.